there. So Sally didn't hide Uncle Poppy the Hedgehog and then dig him up. Uncle Poppy rolled down the hill and has been laying in our side yard for a very long time. A couple of weeks ago, I was walking down the driveway with my son Noah and asked him to throw Uncle Poppy up to Roscoe, who was hanging out in front of the house. Mystery solved. Hey, this is Brian and Robin Henry, and we have been next-door neighbors to the amazing Choate family for more than a dozen years. We've loved watching Will, Olivia, Charlotte, and our kids, Sierra and Noah, grow up together. Fireworks in a cul-de-sac have been a longtime favorite, and I'm surprised we haven't burned their house down by now. By the way, Olivia's an amazing dog walker and feeder, and Donna, too, because, heck, you got to give credit where credit is due. We love listening to Caddy in the morning on the radio as we managed Atlanta traffic, and now we get to laugh out loud to his second act, although right now from our home. Donna and Caddy make an incredible team. Donna, you should have been on the radio all these years. Your knowledge of music is massive. Now here's Donna and Caddy with my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. And I just want to tell you, this is like the most unsummary summer ever. Okay. Like we have not been to the pool and normally we're there all the time. We have not been on vacation. We... I haven't done a whole lot, but I will say this. There's ice cream every night at our house. Here's what's happening. By the time it gets to be like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock after dinner, I'm just so bored because I work out of the house too. And like the kids are bored. So I just drive them to like Dairy Queen, Kilwins. The, 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 the custard place. I'm addicted to Andy's custard. You, you'll drive 45 minutes round trip. You asked me to go the other night. And For I said, custard. I'm, I'm not driving 45 minutes round trip to Andy's custard on Old Milton Parkway. For a $29 cup of custard. It's I'm not, not $29. Doing, it's it close. Is, it's close. It is so worth it. And the line gets so long, you have to swing around the Valvoline. Even more reason. Swing around the Valvoline. Yes, that's where. <laughs> <laughs> you have to swing around the Valvoline and get back in line. Now, we, for a nanosecond this week, thought about traveling for the fourth. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go, you ready? <laughs> to Dollywood. To Gatlinburg. And then for several reasons. We came to our senses. Including coronavirus 2.0, which seems to, to be firing up. We yeah. said, you know what? I think we'll just stay here and maybe go to the pool for the first time. Maybe. Well, because we had run out of places like we were looking at, okay, where could we go if we wanted to go away for just like a four-day weekend? We've been to see your dad in Asheville. We've been to the mountains. And beaches are reclosing again. And what do you do? Listen, in Gatlinburg, I don't, they, they, they've never heard of COVID-19. Well, I don't know. Up in that. Sevier County, Tennessee. I don't know. I think Dollywood shut down for like three days. Well, I read on some. And she's back. I read on some. I was looking up like quick places to go, and for some reason, now I don't. I think Dolly an, anointed herself this, but it said Dollywood is one of the safest places to travel right now. During, cite, cite your source. It was like the uh, I don't know the Traveler magazine. Like it was something. <laughs> what was a criteria? You think? I have no idea because I have no beef with Dolly. I, I do think that Dollywood it's is very one of the clean. cleanest. I love Dollywood. They're Dolly so Wood. nice and they're oh, polite and, and they're happy that they have jobs. And, they, and the elderly—they're not surly. No, and the elderly people run the rides, and they always like mess up and push the button, so you get to go around twice. Always, it happens to us because they don't—they <laughs> they get the stop and the go mixed up. But it is one of the parks where they do hire. All kidding aside, they don't just hire like teenagers like some of the parks do. They hire like. Older people that have retired up there. Like Steady Eddie. I love it. I love Dollywood. Running the mind bender at Six Flags. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, most days, Eddie is not steady. Yeah, he's got his buttons mixed up. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> he's got his buttons backwards. But yeah, we were going to go. And it, but she, you know, and in times like this, I think like, what would Dolly do? WWE. Yeah, WWE. Stop. This is the first time I've heard yes. you say this. WWE. Times like this, mm-hmm. a world pandemic. Yes. You say to yourself, what would Dolly do? Yes. What would Dolly Parton do? Yes. And she just laughs and sings her way through it. And that's what you got to do right now. 
through your unsummary summer. Remember the time we saw Keith Urban at Hollywood? Yes, a very long time ago. Yes. And we took Little Wheel. Yeah, it's a great park, but I don't know that right now would be the best time to go. Although they say differently. I don't know who they is, but. Yeah, cite your source. (laughs) How are your uh, orthopedics doing? They are fabulous. I have my orthopedics on right now. I want to thank everyone who reached out to me and said, first of all, everyone who reached out said, this sucks. Like plantar fasciitis is not pleasant. I think we've gotten more reaction out of this disease that you have. It's an any, ailment. It's not a whatever, disease. Than any segment we've ever done in the six months on this podcast. Well, that just shows how common this this Planner ailment. This, yeah, this ailment disorder is. And people of all ages, again, you're trying to typecast it as some old. And, and that's most of the people that reached out to me said, tell Caddy I'm not old and I do suffer from this. And the most common, there, there were three common things if you're suffering from this and you're listening right now, which clearly there are a lot of people that are. Frozen water bottles are great to roll under your feet. And number two, um, acupuncture, which I'm going to go investigate. And number three, pray. Just pray, pray it goes away. Because it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes. Kind of like my sinking spells. So anyway, evidently a lot of people suffer from it. And I had so many people reach out and thank you so much telling me like all these different Remedies. Remedies, yeah. So you're dealing with that. I, I'm dealing with a lot of different things. Oh, here we go again. Right now. And today, if you're listening on upload day, which is Thursday, July 2nd, this is the closest we have ever cut uh, a podcast to release day. We are about like six hours until this uploads. And I know that puts a lot of pressure on Carl Appen with the Appen Podcast Network to get it produced and get it up. But I've seen like three doctors in two days. Donna, can I finish, please? Yeah. I want to begin by saying I do not have COVID-19 because in this day and age, when you say to someone, I'm just not feeling well, we've got the COVID. Well, and you've got the COVID. You also feel like you have to like, like I gave a disclaimer to Carl that you don't have COVID, that you had been tested, which you were. Um, be, you do. You kind of feel like you've got to put your disclaimer out there. Like if you say, oh, if, especially if you have like a sore throat, if you have anything that has ailments listed that could possibly be COVID, you have to like put your disclaimer out there. You don't have to, but. And let's talk about testing for a second because we were very, I was very fortunate that I found a rapid testing spot and was able to get my results within minutes. The wait time is normally. At, you, you you sit in your car and watch Gone with the Wind on your in your DVD player three times before you even ever get up to the the tent where they put that thing up your nose that actually touches your eyeball and swaps and then they twist it five times. If you do not find a rapid test location and there are not many of them, places like CVS who are doing the best that they can. This is not this is not a slide on CVS right. at all. You have to schedule appointments like seven days out right now. If you can. Then you don't get your results for seven more days. Um, If you're positive, imagine the number of people that you come in contact with during that 14-day period where you're not quite sure. Well, and here's the other thing, because I was trying to find a place to get you tested, and we, we did find a rapid one, but it consisted of hovering on this one particular website and grabbing a spot because they only release the spots in the morning. And so you have to get on there as quickly as possible and grab one of those available spots. The other thing is when you're trying to get tested at, say, a Walgreens or a CVS, you have to fill out a questionnaire first. And just a little disclaimer here, you you have to be asymptomatic. I mean, you can't, yes, you can't be symptomatic of any sort. Like you could have... You could have a fever, not have COVID, but just want to be checked to make sure that your fever is not related to COVID. Hopefully this is all making sense, but you can't be tested because if you have one symptom, you get kicked out of the system. So what you're saying is lie. Well, I'm just, I didn't say that. I just said, you know, a little tip of the trick here. You do whatever you want. Read between the lines. But I mean, it's really hard to get tested. And now because of this kind of second wave that's coming up and the fear and the panic with it and everything that's kind of going on right now, the frenzy with it, I think it's gotten worse because there's more 
asymptomatic people who want to get tested just to see what's going on. And I mean, some of the wait, forget about how long you wait in your car. There's just no slots, you know, um, you had to go far. Like I had to travel 45 miles one way. Yeah. To get the test, the rapid response test. And I had a primary, my primary care physician today, my PCP tell me today that if you, you know, I didn't know this. Did you know that they consider a fever spike? The number that we heard today, and I'm going to share it with you listening right now. Did, did, were you surprised by that number? Uh, 100.4. Yeah. If you do not have a temperature of 100.4, and there was a time in the past 48 hours where I've hit 100.5. Not 105. 100. No, no, I said yeah. 100.5. Yeah. Right. And again, I don't have COVID. We know that. But with what's going on with me right now, and I'm on everything but roller skates right now as we tape this podcast, so this is going to be a very unpredictable podcast. Hmm. <laughs> okay. But... Doctors do not consider a spike in your, like you may, what's normal? 98.6. I don't know that. Okay. So you may think if you have a 99.2, my gosh, I'm on fire. I got a fever. There's been a spike. No, doctors don't want to even hear from you unless you have a spike at 100.4 and above. Yeah. Well, and here we go again. I've had my temperature taken from going into doctor's office with you three and four times. And I'm like testing, I'm low. So now I'm I'm like going to go down it. I'm going to go down the Google rabbit hole to find out what happens when you have a low temperature. And have you noticed that people give up? We talked about. This I know, day. but they yes. do. They and we've seen this a lot. Cause I've been to three different doctors in two days. They try. They if they they'll try one or two times and then they look at you and go because the line's starting to you know form behind you or whatever and they're just like you know what you're fine go on okay well, wait a minute though you don't know me you, you don't, don't know think, that I'm fine well what I've noticed too is they don't say because I don't know that you can say right now like okay you're fine come on through but they sort of look at their little thermometer and they're like I think they just make some number up don't you well they can't tell you the number no well they told mine today and they told yours Both they're not times. supposed to because it's a it's a it's a HIPAA violation yeah. Don't be telling my temperature. Yep, because the lady said I was running a little hotter than you. That's right. And I said, of course she is. Mm-hmm. Of course she is. All right. Well, you're you're right now you're fine. We're just ruling out some things. You have, We think you have like a sore throat type thing. Okay, let me tell you something. I don't want people worrying about you. Well, don't worry about me. But we've eliminated strep. We've eliminated COVID. Those are two big ones. They are. And I, mean, <laughs> I was excited to have those two eliminated. Right. So we're we still got some some irons in the fire and trying to figure some things out. But I'm fine. Don't please, yeah, please don't read into that either. But I was never a big fan of doctors until at 42, four years ago, I had my heart attack. And now, if I feel froggy in any way, I'm going to reach out and go and go see somebody, whether it's urgent care or to see uh, uh, my primary care physician at, at Wellstar at the uh, Avalon Health Park or. Wherever I'm just I, I don't take risks anymore. And that truly is the lesson in this is that we've said this so many times, but now e- even with everything going on in the world, you cannot just put your health over on a shelf and say, you know what? When like the world, you do your health. Yeah, like when the world gets better, I'm gonna you know I'll go and get all this stuff done. Don't be afraid to go. And honestly, we we found this today. Right now, it's the best time to go to the doctor because. Our doctor spent two hours almost with you today. Like there's, I, you know, there's, they, but I'm just I saying they fatigued. have a lot of time. They have a lot of time I on their hands. We had a lot of conversations. He's fabulous. No, I, I, I enjoyed him. And then I'm, you know, primary care physician is, is so important that you have that relationship with the doctor. I have not for a while. I had a concierge doctor for the longest time and, and Dr. Beatty retired. And also around that time got fired and, and it just wasn't in the budget anymore. Um, so I knew that a concierge doctor wasn't in the cards this time, which I was fine with, but, but, you know, we did some research and it's all often word of mouth when you're looking for a primary care physician and I would recommend, um, uh, his name escapes me, but, um, <laughs> Fayed, Dr. Fayed. Mm-hmm. He was great. Yeah. F-Y-A-D at Wellstar. Fabulous. All right. Your okay. core 57 hype song over here. Okay. So my core 57 hype song today was Adele, who is looking fabulous. She is. Um, and the song is When We Were Young. Don't you oh. love that song? Oh. What a downer. No, it's What a not. great song. What a, uh, really? No, it's like a, it's like a remembrance song of when you were young and how I things I cry were. when I hear that song. Well, I don't know about that because I've never even seen you cry for like things you should be crying for. Why would you be crying for Adele? What on earth? It's the drugs. Okay. Well, all right. Anyway, but I think this is very funny. A fan said to Adele, when's the new album going to come out? Because she has not had a new album in how long? 
five years? I think it's been five years. Yeah. And she said, um, this is so funny. She said, wear a mask and be patient. I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, that album holds up, though, so good. Every song on that album. And her body transformation, the weight loss that she's had. It's amazing. It, it has been dramatic. She lost a husband and lost weight. There you go. It happens, I guess. Uh, the first photo, though, that she posted of her weight loss was back in mid-May, and no one's heard from her until this week, as a matter of fact. She posted the photo yeah. of her in her house. And that's what this was from, a fan. In had, London. Yeah, a fan had reached out and said, when are we going to get, and that's what made me think of it, when are we going to get a new um, album? And I, I spent so much time, I know you did too, and I, I know a lot of people did when that album came out, listening to it. And then that was one kind of like elf that I put over on the shelf. I was like, okay, enough Adele for a while. Little Adele goes a long way. But then I pulled it back out. And when, when I had seen the picture, I started kind of listening to it again. It's such a great album. Here's the interesting thing. Do you think that dramatic of a weight loss affects your vocal ability at all? I don't know about that. I think it can affect your likability. And that sounds horrible. Your weight loss? Yes. I think that there are people that when you suddenly lose weight. That much weight. That much weight. Yeah. That people are like almost become because you know that you want to lose weight too. Oh, right. And so it's almost like you're not you're not in the fat club anymore. It's I don't like, like mi- you. It's like misplaced jealousy. Right. Yes. There was a particular national radio personality. And I'm not going to call him out, but Blair. Okay, you just did. Huh? Why do you do that? Well, but this is not a bad thing at all. No. But Blair was morbidly obese for so many years when he ha- when he hosted After Midnight, which was a nationally syndicated show from like midnight to five o'clock that most country stations carried nationwide. Blair had a massive weight reduction. Uh, I think he's like 80 pounds now and has been for a couple of years. And I, I, I kind of looked at Blair different because he I didn't think that he could be the jolly... Um, but, fun, goofy. But that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Because what him and Adele would say to you is, "Right, but we're healthy." We're. we're I'm not saying my thinking's right. Rarely is it ever right. I'm just telling you. I'm just sharing my thinking. No, with and you. I, I do agree with you. I think that there are some people that think that way. I just think um, that that's how people kind of knew her. It's almost like a Lizzo. Um, like all of a sudden, and again, we're not talking about five or ten pounds here. No, but if Lizzo lost four hundred pounds. Suddenly, and then reappeared in public. It'd be shocking. It would be. Yeah. And I think there would be some that would say, well, wait a minute, that's not the Lizzo I know. Yeah. And you're right in your thinking, but Lizzo's probably healthy for the first time in her entire life. Yeah. And I think sometimes people But question. she's no longer a member of the Fat Club. And when you're in the Fat Club, you don't like people leaving. You don't like people checking out of the Fat Club. I don't Because think- then you yourself think, I should really check out of the Fat Club. I just don't have it in me. And I'm resentful that Lizzo and Adele and that Blair had that. Got off the island or whatever. They were the ability to lose that kind of weight. I don't think that they would want to be, I don't think they would categorize themselves as being in the fat club though. Maybe overweight or something. Okay. Needing to lose, needing to shed a few pounds. There's going to come a time and it may be this 4th of July weekend when you're on the lake and you're listening to the Caddy and Donna Core 57 Hype Song playlist on Spotify. And it's going to go from Welcome to the Jungle by GNR to When You Were Young by Adele. It's going to be a hard transition. It's going to uh, the hardest transition. Yeah. Your raft's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> the boat and, and the party. <laughs> but don't let it stop you because right around the corner is some Guns N' Roses. Okay. What was your Core 57 hype song? You ready? I guess. Yeah. Do you remember the Clyde Torkel Chicken Pit number seven Ford Thunderbird? I have no idea what you're talking about. From Stroker Ace. I have no idea what you're talking about. You have never heard of the movie Stroker Ace with no. Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson and Jim Neighbors and and, and, and Ned Beatty? No. I, Stop. I have not. Carl, have you heard of that? No. Y'all have saying. never heard of Stroker Ace. It was released this week back in 1983. I remember seeing it at the movie theater with my granny. Like, smoking, and I was this is the time old. of Smokey and the Bandit? In that, in that, in that genre. That, and in that, that vein, time period. That vein, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, Stroker Ace was a driver from Waycross, Georgia in the movie. Like a NASCAR driver. Right. Well, and not just that, Donna. He was a three-time Winston Cup Series champ. 
And he drove the Clyde Torkel Chicken Pit number seven Ford Thunderbird. He was the fastest chicken in the South. I, y'all don't remember this? No. So is this like the Will Ferrell movie? Like Talladega Nights? Yeah. Well, kind of, but this was 30 years before that. Stroke or Ace. The theme song I'm going to add to the Core 57 Spotify Hype Song playlist this week because it was written and performed by the Charlie Daniels Band. Okay. The Stroke or Ace theme. Are you sure you want to add that? <laughs> Okay. It was that or Lenny Kravitz, and I thought. Oh, I'd I say, love Lenny Kravitz. Well, I do too, but it's not time for Lenny. Maybe next week. Okay. Um, Stroke. Well, now you've uh-huh. piqued my interest, and I'm sure everyone who's listening, I'm going to go look into this movie, Stroke or Ace. I know everything about pop culture. I've never heard of this. It was not his most well received movie. Wait, wasn't Burt Reynolds married to Lonnie Anderson? I think this was prior to that, because in the movie, uh, Pembroke Feeney was played by Lonnie Anderson. And she was the PR marketing director for Clyde Torkel Chicken Pit Restaurants. Uh huh. And so, <laughs> okay. so she and Burt Reynolds uh, struck a race, fell in love. Uh huh. In the movie, and I think that's where it maybe all started. Where it started could be. Uh, was filmed in North Carolina at Charlotte Motor Speedway at Talladega, and also just south of here in Hampton, Georgia, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I gotta tell you, it sounds dirty. Back in '83. Stroker Ace? Yeah, I don't want to talk about this, but yeah, it is. Download the Caddy and Donna Core 57 Hype Song playlist as you're out and about this 4th of July weekend. I think I ought to back up for a moment and just say to Luke Bryan fans that clearly you like One Margarita. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the Billboard chart for this week and the week's top-selling songs, and this is all genre. Luke Bryan is at number five. How about that? With one margarita. And he's about to go number one on the country chart with that song. I think it's a good boat. Again, a good. it's like a good summer boat song. Number four is Savage, which you can't get away from if you're on TikTok. Sing a little bit of that voice. I'm bougie and rashy and crusty and what's the rest of it? Um, ratchet. Bougie. Bushy. Oh, God. Crusty. Uh, number three this week is The Weekend Blinding Lights. Which I have to Another tell you. Another TikTok song. It is a TikTok song, but that is a great album. I just listened to pretty much all of it. it it's kind of very 80s feeling. Number two this week is Da Baby, Da Baby. Or is it just Da Baby? It's Da Baby. Featuring Roddy Rich, rock star. Yeah, I love that. And that Lamborghini and Please mm-hmm. and uh, all of that guns and uh, yeah. rock star. All that. Number one this week, the week's top selling song, according to Billboard, is Beyonce, Black Parade, a song that she dropped on June 10th. Yes. Yes. So, Luke Bryan fans, you know more than I do. TikTok trends, too, that you need to check out this weekend if you're traveling mm. is hashtag wisdom teeth. Oh, hilarious, yeah. And this is videos that moms and dads and boyfriends and girlfriends have shot of, uh, filmed, not shot, filmed of their girlfriends, boyfriends, sons, daughters, whatever, after they come out of wisdom teeth surgery and they're still on the anesthesia. Yes. Hilarious. 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 And also this weekend, and it's not just TikTok, but any 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 social media platform, maybe uh, Instagram or Twitter, search for Karen. Oh, gosh. Can we Karen, just talk about Karen and Ken? These Karen videos are some of the funniest videos you will ever see in your life. Define what, for those that don't know, Karen is the name that has been given to a woman. Kind of like a middle-aged Caucasian woman with probably like a, a bowl and some, type blunt cut. Some, some capris. Some capris from maybe Ann Taylor Loft. or Clutching Chico. some sort of purse. Chico's. Usually has a purse that is not just draped, but she's clutching because she wants to make sure it doesn't get stolen or lost or, and, you know, just, um, maybe some sensible type, um, loafer. Type and she's shoes. easily, she's easily perturbed. Easily agitated. About different easily things. agitated. And is very vocal. Yes. She kind of thinks like a Karen kind of thinks, you know how your kids were always saying, okay, boomer. Well, this is another one. If you're a female in a certain category to put you in your place. Okay, Karen. And basically it's a person who kind of thinks that they're the mother of everyone. You know, this, well put. the sentinel of everything that's going on. That if something's out of order, you know, 
they have to tell the person. If somebody drives a little too close to their lawn, if, you know. If there's a property line dispute. Yes. Karen is there. Karen is there with her plot map. Yes, her plat. Her mm -hmm. pl is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Her plat. And potentially a clipboard. And, and, and a measuring stick. Mm -hmm. And she's there to set the record straight. Now, Karen and her husband, Ken, yes. have been in the news this week. Yes. Because Karen and Ken own a McMansion in St. Louis, Missouri. And this week, there were Black Lives Matters protesters that were walking through their gated community, supposedly on the way to the mayor's house. No, the governor's mansion. No. Right? Mayor. No, okay, the mayor. It was on the way to the mayor. Okay, to the St. Louis house. mayor's house because okay. she had, in a Facebook Live, had given out the names and addresses of protesters right. that had been arrested, which probably. is probably not yeah, the best thing not to do. Not the best thing. So they were going down there to protest, and I guess it was a quick cut through to go through Karen and Ken's neighborhood. And so it was a gated community, and somehow, whether they climbed them, whether they cut the gates, or someone knew the code, I don't know. They got it. But it was a shortcut, I guess, to get to the mayor's house. Now, what happens is Ken and Karen come out like a modern-day Bonnie and Clyde, Mm -hmm. And Ken has an AR-15 assault rifle. And he's wearing Dockers <laughs> and like a, I don't even know. And, and Karen has a pistol that she, like one of those little pistols that women carry in their purses. <laughs> that she's brandished on the front porch. Yes. And they're both, they're both, you know, are, are, are they, they say that they were being threatened by the protesters and that they were going to burn their house down. And but nobody had said that. We don't, that Donna, we, we weren't there. Oh, okay. we weren't there. We All don't right. know. Okay. In one photo that's out there and Steve Mitchell, who's intro of this podcast and who is a broadcasting legend and does a show with Moby, uh, Moby and Mitchell on Facebook live every day from noon to two. Um, he made, he, he pointed something out that I didn't know. And it was, there's one photograph that's circulating, and it appears that one of the Black Lives Matters protesters is holding, holding a, 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 a gun of some yeah. sort of a rifle at Ken and Karen, or Karen and Ken. Yeah. And Mitchell pointed out, that's a mic. It's that's a boom, a boom mic. mic. Yeah, it's a boom it, it, mic. It, but people want, and this is again where things go astray sometimes. People wanted to think, and that's the problem right now. Too many people are trying to think. People wanted to assume that this Black Lives Matter protester was pointing a rifle. At Ken and Karen. At Ken and Karen. And it was a, it was a boom mic. It was a microphone. Yes. Looking at the photo, I'll say. It does look First like glance, that. I thought that maybe he was doing that, this protester. Yeah. But Karen, he's an attorney. Ken's an attorney in St. Louis. Yeah. And there are potentially charges coming up. Well, and they interviewed him. Chris Cuomo interviewed him, and you and I had heard the interview. And I thought one of the funniest things he said, I don't think he meant it to intentionally be funny, but he said that he was protecting his wife, he was protecting his family, and he was protecting yes. his hearth. Yeah. His hearth. What is that exactly? It's a home, but it's his hearth. It's just like a very Ken, thing, Ken way to say it. You know, his hearth. He was on the front porch protecting it. I'm looking right now real quick, because not much can change between now and the upload of this podcast. Because we're cutting it so tight. Um, I don't see an update. But I know that the authorities in St. Louis wanted to talk to Karen and Ken. We have now, they didn't shoot their guns, right? They just... Nothing I'm aware Okay, yeah. Nothing I'm aware of. The, the picture is striking. Like when you it see is. these two. It's a little jarring. It looks like, a, you know, Olivia... It looks like a, to me, it looked like a Saturday Night Live skit. It did. Well, Olivia said, it, it is so true, it looked, like, um, it looked like a still, like a still picture from Ozark. You know, because it's just so bizarre that these two... People, these suburbanites, are on their porch in matching khakis and brandishing weapons. In the know? past day, they did announce Ozark, by the way, is coming back for a fourth and final season. That's great. Um, so right. if, you, if you're being called a Ken or a Karen, it's not the most flattering. Now, Donna and I have alter egos, yep. and we have for a long, long time, for years. <laughs> I'm Dale. Why? And are Donna is to... Patricia. Okay. Yes. And when we go on vacation, mm -hmm. it's just a running joke, and we like to have fun with it. We introduce ourselves to people. I'm Dale. And I'm Patricia. And we are from Lexington, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And we are here to enjoy some pecans in the state of Georgia. <laughs> and it's just this uh, it's these characters that we that we play. And we get great joy. The best time to pull them out is in like the seediest place you can think of. Like a New Orleans or a Key West. You know, where it's just complete debauchery going on around you. And you're like... Dale and Patricia from Lexington, Lexington. Kentucky. <laughs> we just made the drive down here to Orlando. We drove our Escalade down. 
We're just here to enjoy the Florida sunshine. Dale and yes. Patricia. Congrats to uh, congrats to uh, Eric Church. He's tearing up the charts. Uh, number one most added at country radio in the past week was Stick That in Your Country Song. Total of 86 ads. And the highest debut, I was talking to somebody today that works for church, the highest uh, charting song he's ever had um, on the chart. So congratulations to him. Eric, proud of you for that song. It's available everywhere. We got to talk about Chase Rice. Mm. Chase Rice is a country singer-songwriter. Years ago, uh, Chase was a co-writer on Cruise for Florida Georgia Line. Okay, I which didn't know was, that. Yeah, which is their first song. He also was on Survivor and was a linebacker for the UNC Tar Heels. And his bio says, former NASCAR pit crew member for Hendrick Motorsports. I Wasn't wanna, there some question about I want to stop right there. Years ago, when Chase first came out on the scene, I was at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and I was having some time with Jimmy Johnson. And I said to Jimmy, and I wasn't being a smartass at all. I just said, hey, Jimmy, did you know that a member of your crew is is now a country singer? And Donna, he looked at me with the most deadpan expression, and he said, Who? And I said, his name is Chase Rice. And like right now, his claim to fame is that he was a part of your crew. Jimmy Johnson, Donna, looks at me. Did he Did he have a nickname? <laughs> I said, Jimmy, I don't know. Like Smoke? A, I don't know if he had a nickname or not. But there, So that has been, that's not been verified, even yeah. by Jimmy Johnson himself. And I, 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 I'm the source well, of that. Well, maybe it was a different Hendrick Motorsports team. Donna. Okay. It clearly says in his bio here. Well, actually, it doesn't in this one. But his his claim to fame has always been that he worked with Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, JJ of Hendrick Motorsports. Well, I would think that JJ would know his crew. Or did Chase Rice never be? Was he not? Did he just arrange finger sandwiches on his RV for him? I, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I don't know that he was. A, Maybe he helped them over the wall. I think JJ, I think Jimmy Johnson would know even those people. Yeah. But anyway, here's what happened this weekend. This past Saturday night, Chase Rice, who. I know a lot of people say that Chase had uh, a song, pretty, pretty decent hit recently called Eyes on You. You want to hum a bar? Hum a bar? I've got my eyes on you. you. Yeah. Um, That's really about it. He also had a splash last season on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I don't remember which one. And there was a little bit of controversy about this because you know how they always have that D-level singer that they dance to. That was Chase Rice. And there was some... Uh, she friction because she had dated him. Yes. One of the contestants had dated Chase Rice. And and they did not tell Chase Rice that that, that was did. going to be the case. Exactly. Nor did they tell her. Yes. And so it just, it, 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 they, they got, he got a little splash. Yes. About that. Kind of like he's getting a splash about throwing a concert Saturday night during a pandemic. Happened in East Tennessee. When I first woke up Sunday, and I saw, I'm a big fan of checking Twitter trends nationally and also in Georgia where I live. When I saw that Chase Rice was trending nationally, I thought, well, what the hell's going on here? What goes to your mind? The worst. You think someone has died. Right. Right? I mean, it sucks. But that's right. when you see a name trending that's kind of obscure, you're like, oh, man, I hate to hear that. Right. What I saw and what I read blew my mind for a couple of different reasons. So we want to have a conversation about this. There's a lot of backlash and a lot of criticism about this because at this concert, which was not a drive-in theater concert, this was at a concert venue in East Tennessee. I first saw 10,000 people, and I said to myself, listen, Chase Rice couldn't do a concert, a free show for 10,000 people. Yeah. Turns out that's the capacity of the venue. That number quickly changed to four. And I said to myself, listen, there is no way that Chase Rice could. During a pandemic. Outside of a pandemic, Donna, if I'm honest, he he couldn't draw 4,000 people for a free concert. The official number from the promoter after a ticket count was 1,000 Chase Rice fans risked their lives to come see him do a 45-minute hour show at a former penitentiary turned concert venue. That sounds exciting. Um. But he, he he started to take a lot of a lot of uh, crap about this. Kelsey Ballerini. She jumped in. Goodness, great Kelsey. Well, 
She jumped in. What, Kelsey's tweet was this. Imagine being selfish enough to put thousands of people's health at risk, not to mention the potential ripple effect, and play normal country concert right now. At Chase Rice Music, we all want and need to tour. We just care about our fans and their families enough to wait. Chase Rice was not the only country artist to do a show this past weekend. Chris Jansen, who who can do a 10,000-person show, right. uh, was in Idaho. And again, this was not a drive-in show either. This was a, people were not wearing masks. People were not social distancing. So Chris Jansen kind of got thrown into this as well with Chase Rice. Here in Georgia, Saturday night, John Party did a concert up at a farm in Rome. The difference is at the John Party concert, it was a dinner show. People were socially distancing because there were tables set up where you went and had dinner. Think of a Chastain, but at a farm. Yeah. Chastain Park here in Atlanta. You had your own table. Well, you did. You had your own table. You had your own area. You had your own, you know, you were, they, they had completely distanced the people away from each other. I have mixed emotions about all of this. Well, let's talk about it. Well, my thing is like, I'd love to know the backstory. Like, were these shows that were planned in advance or, and then they just didn't, you know, they were keeping them on the books to see if it would be okay to have them. Were they booked, you know, two weeks ago because people are ready to get out and do it here, you know, and see concerts. I just think that like, while I don't think it's responsible at all, why are the artists in a way to blame for the people who buy tickets and show up? I guess you could say if they didn't have the concert, people wouldn't show up, wouldn't buy tickets and show up. But I think, you know, like what about the people who book the venues? You know, what about the people who make the decisions? You know, did, was anything like, and I don't know if they've said this, but like did Chris Jansen or Chase Rice say, listen, we were told that because it was such a small number of people that they were going to spread them. I, I don't know. I mean, like, but who, where is it, who's ultimately held accountable? The venue, the artist. Management, the, record management, label. Management, record label, the people who buy the tickets. You know, the, the facility that, the, you know, the, the government for that facility in that particular area, I just think, and I'm not saying it's not deserved by any means, and I wouldn't go to this event right now, trust me, but I just, I'm kind of wondering, like, why is it just the artist that's taking all the heat, you know? I think ultimately is the artist's decision. Yeah. And I think that for, I don't think for Chris Jansen, it was a cash grab, Chase uh, Rice is not near the level an artist that Chris Jansen is. I, though, say this, and this is not the most popular opinion out there of all the opinions and tweets and messages that I've read. But on the podcast, I'm going to tell you what I think. And here's what I think about this. I do not understand the difference in Chase Rice throwing a concert or Chris Jansen what is the difference in, in people being on top of one another, not wearing masks, and not social distancing? What is the difference in that in a Black Lives Matter protest? What is the difference? And I brought this up to a couple of, of friends, and, and the response for most is, but they were wearing masks at the Black Lives Matter protest. I did an image search on Google before we came into the studio today, and I looked specifically at protests in Atlanta, in Nashville, in L.A., and in New York and in Washington. And let me tell you something that, 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 that doesn't fly. The, not the whole ev- day, not everyone had a Donna, mask there yeah. were so few masks at these protests. What's the difference? And so I've read where people, the, the argument from some, well, this was not black lives matter. Protests were for civil unrest and, and to promote equality and, 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 and okay, fine. That's what you chose to do. But but this other group of people chose to go to a concert. Yeah, spreading the virus Not is spreading the virus. Not saying it's right, because right. you could be a super spreader. Either way. And either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there's a difference in the two. Well, I, I just think like Kelsey Ballerini's treat, tweet, like I get coming at him, but why not? That's an easy shot. Like she didn't come at any of the country fans who went to see the show because they are equally as selfish, you know what I mean? As him for putting on the show, but guess why she didn't, you know, it's easier to come at another artist, especially an artist 
and I hate to say this, of his caliber. If that had been Keith Urban, I don't She would have never done it. I don't think Keith Urban would have done it because he probably doesn't right, need right, the money. Right, 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 right. But Kelsey Ballerini she wouldn't have done that. would have never done something like that. But I mean, like, you're not going to come after the fans that are there because they're your bread and butter. Four years ago, we were at a Kelsey Ballerini concert at Lake Leonard Island's Beach and Water Park. And Love Me Like You Mean It had just come out, her first single, and there were 20 people there. I love her, though. And five of the people were us. I know, but I like her. I'm She's not saying I don't artist. like Kelsey Ballerini, but it's very, I, I don't know, especially in country music, it's very, very uh, taboo to, to Come after call. Another it is. Yeah. Right or wrong. It is. And, and this story would never, with Chase Rice, this story would have never gotten the traction that it did had he not posted a video on social, on his social media, his Instagram account, saying, we're back. Yeah. And then panning the crowd in a video and showing all of these people. He, he was signing some chick's boob. Mm. Rachel was her name. If you look in slow motion, I did this for the sake of the podcast sure, and sure. for research. But mm-hmm. if you play the video in slow motion, mm-hmm. her areola okay, is stop. seen. What's that called? I don't know. Uh, but you can you can see where he's signing uh, Rachel, her name. Okay. Well. On her breast is. Uh, Chris Jansen also... When he was in Iowa Saturday night, did the same thing. His video was removed Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, the morning after, after the Chase Rice story broke. Yeah, he let him take the fall. And then Granger <laughs> Smith, another country singer, yeah, on the same level as Chase Rice, um, did a concert two weeks ago somewhere, and and no one no one caught on to it. He posted video on his Instagram account. It's now gone too. Yeah. You can't find it. Somebody's got to be that test baby, and you got to be careful what you put out there. We've said that a million times, you know. I mean, who knows? It might have gone under the shadows had he not posted that. I think it's crazy that he's been crucified the way that he is. You didn't have to go. You didn't have to go to the concert, Don, if you didn't want to go to the concert. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm going with. Are you tired of the news? Are you tired of Netflix? Who's not? Although Unsolved Mysteries is back on Netflix right now. That's awesome. Tracy Cousineau has a fun and exciting option for you. Real Estate Expert Advisors. One of the many features of their supercharged virtual listing system is their extreme open house-a-thon. This is a citywide open house of many terrific listings every Saturday morning at 11. A lot of fun giveaways like uh, Big Green Eggs, Apple Watches, 65-inch 4K Smart TV. All you have to do is register at ExtremeOpenHouseAthon.com. Tracy's going to send you free popcorn and 3D glasses. And what you do is you sit there in the comfort of your home and tour Metro Atlanta listings without even getting off your sofa. Saturday mornings, 11. Register at ExtremeOpenHouseAthon.com. That's Tracy Cousineau. It's going to get you 18% more money than a traditional real estate agent when selling your home. TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know Tracy's going to sell your home. Monday is delivery day at the Cadillac Ranch for dinner affair. Ordered our meals from the brand new July menu. The menu changes every month. 15 new meals every month posted at dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. Hot honey chicken, orange sesame chicken, lemon butter tilapia with orzo, chicken scallopini with mushrooms and artichokes. That's just one, two, three, four of the 15 new menu options at dinneraffair.com. First order, enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, at checkout for 30 bucks off your first order. And people are always asking us, like, what do I have to do? Do I have to sign up for a membership? Am I going to be locked in? There is absolutely no membership with Dinner Affair. You order what you want, you order the meals you want, and you order when you want. Um, And there is nothing to cancel. You never have to... um, it's not like you're going to be locked in to any kind of contract or anything like that. And again, I've said this a couple of times, we also cook our own food in between dinner affair. It just gives you something to always have in your freezer when you need something to cook. Or you need a break. Yeah, on the fly. Just, you know, super easy. You don't have to order 12 meals. You don't have to order six meals. You can order whatever you want. And if you've been hearing us talk about it for a while, I really wish you would try it out because everyone who's tried it out has said, I wish I'd started sooner. Thank you. So, dinner fair. 
dinneraf.com. I said for a long time now that I would be cool with three months on and two months off with the coronavirus. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it means I would be okay with being in lockdown for three months because of the coronavirus, but then give me two months off. Like a cake, kind of like an animal. You get in, you got it. You get well, in, it's kind of like what we're going through right now. There was basically three months of the coronavirus, the world shut down. Yes. Uh, in Georgia, at least, Governor Brian Kemp, Republican governor of the great state of Georgia. Reopened. In May 1st. We've had about two good months of running free, and eating out. And Getting your hair cut. All that stuff. Is it time now for Corona 2.0? Is that what is coming? Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Or is that what's already here? But did all the running around, like, isn't the goal to stay open? The goal is to stay open, but the goal is to find a vaccine. Right, but we're, and we I know simply we're, cannot, we're a way I, off from that. I cannot be in lockdown, Donna, for months at a time. I just can't do it. Okay. So three months on, meaning on lockdown, give me two months off. I've I've scratched my itch. I've done everything that I want to do. I've been to bars, been traveled a little bit, uh, eaten out. Got your hair cut. Quite a bit. Got my hair cut three, four times. Maybe been massaged. Maybe. I'm okay now with going back in the cave. For about three months and letting everybody get to work and figure out what's going on and wear the mask and, you know, just come here to the app and media group twice a week to record the podcast and then go straight home and do my Sunday drives. I talked about that quite a bit mm-hmm. during, you know, April in the, in the, in the really the, the height of it, the height of it. And, and we may topple that height with round two here, but I can do my Sunday drives or they turn out to be daily drives, but they were very similar to Sunday drives where I would just drive in my truck by myself and crank up my music, my Eric Church, and just ride, ride the roads, ride and the just roads. just think. Yeah. Just think and get away from it all. Get away from the kids. Get away from you. Hmm. And um, that's what helped me get through the, the, the three months on. So I'm okay right now if I need to come back to the cave and to hibernate for a little bit. How does that operate as a business plan in the world, though? Don, I don't know that there is a business plan for the world right now, the way that things are going. You cannot deny that there are massive spikes. I know, but that's Hospitalizations and deaths are down, which is not a... You don't hear that on the nightly news. But there are spikes now in cases that are positive for COVID-19. Well, and you're right. We can't just stay in our caves forever. I refuse to. I won't do it. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I know what you're saying. And I, I know a lot of people have said, too, that they kind of want to get back to their bubble. We talked about it in the last pod that I think you have this burning desire to, after after being in a, a lockdown or a semi-lockdown, you do want to get out and do things. But for, for two months. For two months. But then you even kind of like you and I have talked about when you go out to dinner, it's just, I don't know, it's not as enjoyable. You're probably eating with plastic utensils. You're QR coding your menu. You know, the way they do it, and I don't blame them for this, but like in restaurants, I forget where I went the other day, and it wasn't like they had just removed the tables. They had like crime tape around them, the ones you can't sit in. So as you're sitting there eating, it may have even just been a Zaxby's. I was just so sick of like, I had gotten something sick of eating in my car and frankly sick of eating at home. But I was like, you're constantly reminded of it when you're sitting in there that like death's at the doorstep, you know, because this crime scene tape is like, around and they've got the chairs stacked up and the you know and again if you need a straw or something now uh, that's changed some because you know now we we opened up like you said we opened up a little more and things changed but I don't know I think that that's part of it too that we were talking about the day is that nothing is quite as enjoyable once you actually get out there and your fear factor is going up again your anxiety starting to peak and spike because the numbers they're growing well this weekend fourth of July weekend Beaches in Miami are shut down. Savannah, Georgia has just uh, made law. You have to wear masks in public places. Jacksonville, Florida did South the same Carolina, thing. South Carolina, same thing. How enforceable are these laws? I don't know. I, I don't know that they are, as a matter of fact. I, I, personally, I don't think that they are. But we're seeing spikes in, in, in California and in record day totals in, in certain cities and in, in states. And it is, uh, 
for for someone who has always been respectful of of coronavirus and of COVID nineteen, and who has tried to do everything safe, um, washing hands and social distancing and wearing a mask when I think that I should, when I think that um, that's necessary. Why do you close your eyes? I'm just thinking. Well, like you have to wear your mask all the time, but go ahead. Well, I don't. Okay. I don't. If I go to... <sighs> what? Okay. I've been to three doctors in two days. Of course, I'm going to wear a mask into a medical a hospital or into a doctor's office. I'm not going to go to the grocery store and not wear a mask. I'm not going to go to Target and not wear a mask. If you're a business owner and you say to me with a sign to enter this facility, you must wear a mask. Of course, I'm going to wear my mask. Okay. Yeah, and that's what you should do. I agree. Okay. I don't think that you do. Go ahead. I'm done. What do you got? Well, what's the point of it? So you, what's the point of this? That you are willing, so you're going to, as you've done all these things that you were supposed to do, you're now ready to sort of I'm okay with coming back home. Going into your cave. Putting on my my sleep pants. Yes. Eating little Debbie Fudge rounds at eight in the morning. (laughs) Watching Wendy Williams. But see, I think that's going on too with people. That, you know, traffic has gotten worse. And you're ready for a break. And so let's all hit pause yeah. and go home and let the traffic go away. Yeah. And everybody go back to playing Uno like we did every single night as a family and cooking your dinner fair meals together. You kind of, like that, for like, supper. people are kind of missing that time. It was a time that no one had ever experienced before. Yeah. And I think that people enjoyed it. Well, yeah, because at first you were like, Put off, not put off by it, but you were like kind of like scroll through TikTok, yeah, and wisdom, by wisdom it. teeth videos and Karen videos, and pass the time that way. And then you kind of get out in the world, and you're back with your boss and your coworkers, uh, and your traffic, uh, and you're having to dry clean your clothes and flat iron your hair, and you're like, eh, maybe I'm okay to go back in. Are you familiar with Instacart? Instacart is a service that um, you, you you upload your grocery list to the app. Yes. And then they assign a shopper to yes. go shop for you. Is it Publix only with Instacart? No, it's everything. Like okay. Costco, Kroger, everything. My mother is very old and lives in Hickory, North Carolina, about an hour outside of Charlotte. And she has not left the house since March. Um, I'm not, I, I could make that up. I don't. Maybe get to go to the doctor a time or two. Some One of her friends has come to pick her up and take her. She's been on lockdown. She has been. Grammy, maybe once a week, will pad around the house in her house coat and her slippers. Uh, to make sure that Doug, who mows the lawn for her, is doing what he needs to do. Right. But that's it. So we, because, listen, you take care of your mama. You'll always take care of your mama. Sure. We have, uh, we have for the past three months, four months, sent Grammy, my mother, we call, you know, the kids call her Grammy, G-R-A-M-M-Y. We have sent her Instacarts every week for her groceries. Mom still doesn't understand it, even after three, four months. Uh, how, how are they going to find my house? Well, they have they have navigation, Mama. Well, sometimes that doesn't work. Then, then they'll call you. They nope. found it every time before. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just this Constant. revolving list of questions that, that come out all the time. So, Mama has now gotten pretty particular because she's she's got the system down a little she's bit. She's used to it. She's used to it, and she's very particular because I'll call her early one morning, like once a week on Mondays, we'll say, and I'll say, Mama, I'm going to call you later today. Go ahead and start preparing your list for Instacart, and we're going to get, you sure you want to do that? Mama, you're my mama. It's a, There's a damn world pandemic going on. Of course, I want to make sure that you're fed and have everything that you need. I'll call you right after supper tonight. Have your list supper. ready. Supper. <laughs> you're such a good Southern boy, supper. That's what we call it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll call you after supper, and I'll get your list, and then Donna will upload it to Instacart. We'll tell you what time they're going to be there tomorrow. Probably be around lunchtime. Mother now is is getting very, very particular and picky. About her peaches. About her peaches and about her fruits. And it's really at the discretion of the personal sh- your Instacart personal shopper as to what you get, especially when you're three states away. Right. We're in Atlanta uploading the list which is going to be picked up by a personal Instacart shopper in Hickory, North Carolina. Right. So mama wants me to, or wants you, you, and thank you, but you, you enter the list and, and like she wants in the notes section, thump the melon to make sure that <laughs> right. it's right. Mama, listen. I'd prefer green or bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mama, just, just say thank you. Just be thankful just, that they're out there doing it. Just say thank you. You're getting your Maxwell House grounds and your, what is it she like? Like, can, let me ask you this. Instacart, can you do a, li- a favorite list? Oh, yeah. Because it would be Fig Newtons for my mother. Pinwheels. Pinwheels. 
um, Little Debbie Pinwheels. There's a specific cereal. Post, grain, Great raisin, grains. oat, cluster. Great grains. Non-fiber something. And that's. Small curve. Hide. She'll Isn't say to me, Hide, now I need that cereal. Right. Just that cereal. I need that exact cereal. You've okay, got the mama. small curd cottage cheese. They brought me a large curd one day. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Instacart's a great way. If, you, if you're worried, yeah, especially if you, as we enter yes. Corona 2.0. Corona light. If you're worried about your, your parents, it's a great uh, it's a great way to get them groceries and make sure that they're taken care of. Yes. Be a great point, uh, time to mention, too, the dinner affair also can ship anywhere in the U.S. So if you want to make sure that your parents have so true. healthy, nutritious meals. Send them one. Uh, you can send them dinner affair meals, and they'll yeah. ship them with uh, dry ice and they'll you know, arrive frozen no matter where you are. So think That's about a great that. Dinner, A-F-A-R-U.com. Anything else? That's it. All right. You talked to Don at Gallery Furniture not too long ago. Browns, 1600, Browns, Pedro, Gainesville. Yeah, she, you know, they've got plenty of inventory, and that was the thing she wanted to make sure that we got across, is if you are going to a big box retailer, be prepared to wait and wait and wait. And even if they tell you a delivery date, you're probably going to get a call prior to that delivery date and say that it's been pushed back, which is a horrible call to get when you're ready for furniture and you need it. And we were talking to her about dorm rooms, too, you know, very uncertain right now what's going to be happening, but you can't put that off. So they have a great selection for dorm rooms. And the, the great thing about this furniture is it's quality furniture, but it's just not overpriced. It is, it's no different than the things you're seeing on other showrooms, but why would you go to a big box retailer and pay all that extra money, have to wait forever to get it delivered, and then probably find out that it's on back order, you're not going to get it delivered. You can go pick this furniture up, put it in your truck, have it take delivered. It that day. Take it that day. And, and Don, listen, Don and Marilyn, they'll give you the, the... Off the floor. The unit off the floor. Yes. And she said that. She said, if there's something that we don't have in that we have on the floor, we'll sell the one on the floor. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master bedroom, uh, your kids going off to college this fall, I know, fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, need some dorms or they're living off campus in an apartment, gallery furniture, ask for the wolfman.com. Gallery furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Don't let the fear of the unknown... Paying for an attorney or seeking medical care stop you from getting the treatment you need and the cash money, the cash money you deserve. Let us help give you the steps to get your life back. Call 1-800-HURT-911 or visit 1-800-HURT-911-GA.com today. They're going to partner you with the right injury doctor. They're going to partner you with the right injury attorney. They're going to partner you with the right medical specialist and get you on the road to recovery, the very fast road to recovery. When you reach out to the Hurt 911 Injury Group at 1-800-HURT-911, Georgia's premier choice in accident care. Manage all sorts of car accident cases, and there's no charge to you. Absolutely no charge to you unless they win your case. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number 1-800-HURT-911. Let's talk about your pot, Pete. Oh, my gosh, yes. So, Aaron, if you recall... Uh, I think it was a couple of pods ago. I talked about how I had gone to dinner with my friend Susan and I came home, which let, let me just clear this up. There seemed to be some confusion about the way I was coming home. And you've since learned that I was coming from a different Ted's and was in the particular area that I was supposed to be in. You were making it sound like I was up to something nefarious. I did not make it yes, sound that way at all. You did. But anyways, I was supposed to be in that particular area. And in this particular area, there is a beaver, yes, a beaver that hangs out there, and he's adorable. And I actually drove Charlotte by the other day because I think sometimes when people hear us talking on these podcasts, they think that we're crazy. Like, who would do this? I would. Is there really a beaver? And she, I drove her by there because he always comes out at dusk, and he had, on my way back from the custard store, we swung by there. After you bought sixty dollars with the custard, that was melting, and she got a video of the beaver, yeah. which we will, I, she played for me. Yeah, we'll include it in this week's letter so you can see him. He is adorable, and but, she was. But like, clearly, oh, he's so doesn't cute. want to be touched. As I told her in the video, this is everything America needs right now. We a rabid beaver. He's not rabid. Well, you don't. How do you know that? I just know. His but fur. Is, I will say though, I was his fur very, is intact. I was surprised when Charlotte came home and she runs into the, she finds me in the house. She's like, "Daddy, Daddy, I saw the beaver." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Shit, yeah, there's no way she saw the beaver." And she pulls up a video of the two of you going through that exact same roundabout. Yep, there he near is near the manor in in North Fulton in South Forsyth County. And and there's the. Are we sure it was the right beaver? The same, same beaver? Same one. He's adorable. I, I, okay. Adorable. All right. And he kind of knows me now. I think he winks at me like, "Hey, thanks for coming by and All checking right. on me." So you're pod Pete. Well, so Aaron. 
reached out to me and Aaron used to work. Um, he lives in Stone Mountain and he used to work at the Yellow River Game Ranch. He was a jun- what is called a junior docent. So <laughs> in his spare time in high school, he wanted to be like, he wanted to go and be a zoologist. So he worked as this junior docent at the Yellow River Game Ranch. If you've ever been to the Yellow River Game Ranch, it's well, awesome. Redone it. Yeah, they have totally redone yeah. it. But it's where the, um, P- what, Puxatani, what's his little name? Is it Puxatani Phil? Who comes out to see a shadow? No, it's Beauregard Lee. Beauregard Lee, yes. Yeah. He's the southern version. So um, it's a great... Which I bet he won't be called that anymore. <laughs> He's getting a name change. We just called Lee. Anyway, um, it's a great place to go with your kids. But he, they had a beaver. They had a little beaver there. And he wanted to tell me that while beavers look very cute, the paddle teeth that we find so adorable, the two little paddle teeth in the front, they use them. And he said that beavers can get very angry and they're very territorial. And that what they do is they kind of freeze because that's what this beaver did. And I'm like, oh, he wants me to take a selfie or like a picture of him. And that's when I picked up the stick and said, oh, he wants me to (laughs) pet him. But he said, be careful because when I was sticking the stick out, they can charge at you. And they can have rabies and they use, get this, their favorite place to use their paddle teeth is your shin. No. Yes. Can you imagine if that beaver had eaten my shin? No, I can't. So, I I just, if anybody else sees this beaver or any other beaver and wants to pet it, I'm, I don't, twice. I don't want, yeah, I don't want to be encouraging that behavior because Aaron says it's a no-go. A few ways that we can communicate with you, and we would love to do just that. We have a specific voicemail text number that you can, and it comes to right to my phone, 770-464-6024. I'll give you the number in just a second. Uh, again. But leave us a message. You can uh, leave a voicemail, a text message. Let me know the, who you are and where you are, 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 where you're calling from. Maybe it's on the road this July 4th weekend, and you just want to say, hey, I also stroked a beaver with a stick Yeah. at one point. 770-464-6024. And we know that new listeners of the pod are rolling in daily, and most begin their My Second Act podcast journey with the most recent episode, and that's great. And thank you for being here right now. Um, when you have time, remember that you can go back to episode one or episode 27 and, and listen anytime that you'd like, because podcasts never go away. And unlike radio, you can listen on your time, social media, find me on Instagram and Twitter at ATL Cadillac at ATL Cadillac on Instagram and Twitter and the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page and Alexa. If you just say to your Alexa smart speaker, Alexa play. Cadillac Jack podcast. That's all you have to say. And the most recent episode will begin to play. You don't have to say, Alexa, play Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Cadillac Jack podcast. Super easy. And it begins immediately. So think of that. Another great way to communicate with you is uh, the letter, which hits your inbox every Saturday morning around 9 o'clock. And it's a great companion to the two podcasts that you hear during the week because we like to include photos. I think that, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. And um, like Donna talking about the video of the beaver, we'll include that video in the letter this Saturday. Uh, We include photos of the stories that we tell. There are alt titles that for whatever reason, and and most of them you can figure out why, but, 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 you know, titles that were considered for specific episodes, you know, the two episodes this week that just didn't make the cut. Uh, what else? I write well, an open we also, every week. We include pictures of the people who entered the show. So yes. you can put a picture with a face. So this week it would be uh, 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 Melanie Bailey. Yep. Uh, who introduced Tuesday. Melanie Haley. Haley. Yes. Who introduced Tuesday's episode. And also Robin and Brian Henry, who our neighbors, who intro today's episode. You can see yes. pictures of them. Uh, and this week we're going to put in a special gift for you in the letter. Yes. We want to make your uh, your Saturday a little nicer with uh, some free Starbucks. Yeah. So we will include a code. And again, you know, I always put this on my, um, when we used to do Halloween, we'd have to put our bucket of candy outside because we had to go and trick-or-treat with our kids. And it was sort of like the honor system. So it was like, don't be greedy. You're not that needy. So remember that when you're like using our Starbucks card. Just buy yourself a coffee and save some funds for someone else. For the rest of the folks. Yeah. So uh, very simple to subscribe to the letter. We do not share your information with anybody. Text the keyword left on red. And that's no spaces left on red. R-E-D, red is in the color, to the number 228 
228. Left on red to the number 22828. If you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to like episode four, which is titled Left on Red, I think, to understand where that came from and Donna's theory that you should be able to make a left on red turn at any point. Absolutely. Which seems just crazy to me and most. Um, left on red to the number 22828, sign up for the letter. And uh, it's uh, listen, it's like a... It's, Three, four, five-minute read. That's it. Yeah, it's just something fun for your Saturday. So, that's that. Our neighbors did intro the pod today, Robin and Brian Henry. Yes, so Robin and Brian have been our neighbors for probably 15 years. They've been here as long as we have, 16 years. And um, Robin is the senior, listen to this, listen to these two. Okay, Robin is the senior corporate tax counsel at the Pro Bono Partnership of Atlanta. And what they do is they're, um, they're volunteer attorneys who provide um, non-profit um, legal services to, or not not non-profit, they provide pro bono legal services to non-profits um, and help them navigate, you know, the legal system. Um, so again, just some great work that she's doing there. And then Brian, her husband, is a Coke VP and senior managing counsel. He's also a crazy good musician. But imagine if you will, we love our neighbors so much. We love them so much. But imagine having two, not one, two attorneys living next door to you. So we are very cognizant of our property line. If a tree goes over, we are on it. If not, Robin tells us. She, okay. All right. But anyways. Well, I mean, are we too? Yes. But they are, they are fabulous to have next door to us because we were having a problem with an unknown company that I will not say on here. And Brian took it all the way to the top. And got it taken care of for all of us. Use so. that Coca-Cola letterhead. No, he did not. Okay, I'm anyway. Anyway, and they have two. Legal department, Coca-Cola. One fa- Coca-Cola headquarters. Okay, they have two fabulous kids. They have Sierra, who is at Texas Christian University, TCU. She's an amazing dancer and an even better choreographer. And then they have Noah, who is a hockey player and a fabulous hockey player. He plays for um, Hampton Roads. And he is in the Whale Premier League, and that's in Chesapeake, Virginia. And I mean, this kid is just—he's also a pilot. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, these kids are awesome. They put our kids to shame, like with the the things they can do. They can fly planes. Well, but like, but you know, Brian and Robin and Noah and Sierra have seen our family grow as well. Yes. You know, we've seen Rob, uh, Noah and Sierra grow up just yes. as Robin and Brian have seen Will and Olivia and Charlotte grow up. Yes. Because we've been neighbors since the day we moved into the na- you know, the neighborhood. Absolutely. And I, I've said before on the podcast, I think there's only two maybe or three. four OG families at this point. Left. Yeah, and they're one of them. And yeah. I, I'm just like, I hope they never leave because they're just, they're great. They're great to have as neighbors. And they've been incredibly supportive of everything we've done, always supportive of our kids. Um and we just appreciate them opening the podcast. Thank you. We have a small ask of you three things. If you are able and if you don't mind, uh, take the time. Maybe as you travel, listening to the podcast this holiday weekend. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Every single episode you'll get notification on and it'll show up in your library. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the podcast. And number three, show our sponsors some love. And they include 1-800-HURT-911 and Tracy Cousineau's Real Estate Expert Advisors. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville and DinnerAffair.com. DinnerAffair.com. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are proud to be a part of the App and Podcast Network. Have a great, safe 4th of July weekend. 